some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. That Biden was about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman, and I am your host today. Um, you've all seen it. You know, we're going to talk, we're going to do a couple things here. We have right that is bringing the, um, the uh, Senate hearing for True the Vote, who is presenting the evidence for the mules to True the Vote. Excuse me, True the Vote is presenting it to the uh, Arizona Senate. Um, that's happening right now too. So we, we have a lot, we have a lot that we need to kind of work out here as far as um, the things related to the election fraud. They, they basically took a boat and they deposed as many holes in it as they possibly could. And so we have spent the last two years chasing down every single problem, every single leak in the boat. And while we've been doing that, it's really difficult not to, to see what's happening with um, CNN and even Fox News and some of the things that they're saying directly related to the election in 2020. The, the, the lack of curiosity has always been the thing that is, I've always scratched my head. Like, what, what do they know? Who are they talking to? Are these all people that have just collectively uh, worked together? I mean, is, is, is what we're dealing with a, a massive cabal uh, to a level that we can't understand? Is there something under the, uh, under the surface that we're, we're not aware of? We have people running around, and I'm sorry if you listen to Q, right? So if, you, if, you're, a, if you're a Q person, I'm not. I've never been one to engage in hopium. And hopium is the idea that somewhere along the line, something good will come out of this. Just be patient. I don't want to be patient. The, the more patience we seem to have, the more likely they are to be able to eat this cycle. We look at what's happened to other countries. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about this running around, talking about specifically that they don't have guns and look at them. I do look at them. I do look at the fact that you can't own a knife and that the amount of oppression that happens in the UK, if you were to talk to anyone and that has spent generations there, they will tell you they don't matter. They will tell you that it is not a free nation. We look at what happened in Venezuela where you have people that are highly educated about the many nations around the world where is something they talk about but nobody enjoys unless they say you are free, unless they say this is a freedom you're willing to have. This morning, we talked about gun control. We talked about the fact that they want to take away your ability just to have a nine millimeter. And then talking about the lies perpetrated on the radical left. And jokes about it, building memes. It's not hard to do. The gaffes of, of Joe Biden are so abundant. All you have to do is just wait for him to open his mouth at any time on any day. And another head scratcher. But the radical left has had us just basically running around, just just try. I, I mean, it, almost to the point where, you know, we're we're trying to fact check the fact checkers, and the chaos is just massive. But if we go back to November of 2020, there were signs of this theft at least a decade before, and then in 2018, that was the last time that the Democrats talked about the fact that the election machines were vulnerable. Two years later, it was the safest election in U.S. history. And 50% of the vote run by one election company, Dominion Voting Systems. We talk about the fateful call 
which frankly, nobody thought, I did not think, I did not know at the time that I was on that call, the significance of that call or the significance of Eric Coomer. And he says, I wasn't on that call. Serendipitously, he just happens to live in Colorado. I walk through the happens to. He happens to run strategy and security for Dominion Voting Systems. It's based out of Colorado. He happens to be an Antifa supporter. He happens to be anti-Trump. He happens to be of a tattoo of the devil, or excuse me, not the devil, but the, the devil's, or excuse me, the, the, the Church of Satan's favorite artist on his arm. He happens to write articles about how he sexually abused his then wife. He happens to get arrested. Delia police, they happen to let him off. They happen to call his attorney and have him come down and negotiate with him to get him to tell the truth in the back of a car. That all stuff that just happened to happen. But nobody looks at the fact that they're, they are operating in plain view. Dominion Voting Systems is one of the most corrupt. And it just happens that they're tied to all the other corrupt companies and all the other corrupt environments. Just so happens that their corporate headquarters in Canada is on the same floor as George Soros's nonprofit. It just so happens that that happened. And here we are with as much information as we have that shows the fraud, not just a little bit of fraud. It's not like it just woke up one day and we're like, oh, just, there's just a little bit of fraud. Not much. No, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. And we find ourselves running around trying to get to the bottom of this massive failure in our country. This morning we talked about the FBI. I mean, look, we talk about the FBI and we, we try to believe that there are good people still left in the FBI. We try to believe that. But in the same sentence, we watched as, as John Durham ran into a charging of Sussman for lying to the FBI about a fake dossier. Now they're having to admit that it's a fake dossier, but nobody wants to be able to one point fingers of who actually perpetuated it, even with somebody that testified, literally testified that the information went straight to Clinton. She knew it was for, uh, fake and MOOC, right? We knew it was fake and still told them to run it in the media. They all knew. And yet here we are, we're, we're sitting in the middle of it and found uh, here's one thing that before we get into the other parts you should know about this not guilty verdict for Sussman. This is unbelievable. You're not going to be able to find a jury pool in Washington, D.C. that is not going to align, I guess, with the radical left. It seems like a hopeless place. I, I, I mean, it, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Durham's team... Let me, let me kind of go through a little bit of that information just really quick. I think it's important. The jury included a teacher, an illustrator, a mechanic, uh, and more. One jury juror had a child who was on the same high school sports team as Sussman's child. I, I just have to ask you a question. How in the world, with a million people, two million people that live in Washington, D.C., how with all of that could you keep someone on there that has their kid on the same high school sports team as Sussman's child and say that there's no problem with that. You know, it, it is, it's a two, it's a two tier justice system. And then as you get further into this, you start, you start looking at the fact that the, that they're all connected. All the people are connected. You have Sussman that's connected to, or uh, page Lisa page is connected to the person that's the prosecutor, or excuse me, the, the defense counsel. I mean, the, the whole thing. And, and again, I, I don't, the, the more information that you get on this case for Sussman, you think, oh, finally, we'll get some justice. And then we'll get, we don't get anything. And we're like, oh, no, we're, we're going to let them off on this one so we can get them down the road for something else. It's just not true. The laws don't apply to these people. And much like the case of Eric Coomer, when he ran into a building and left and got a $200 fine, ran into his restaurant, drank, and lied, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times, as convincingly as he tried to, and they let him off. But what about the rest of us? What will we be facing right now? I'm curious as to what happens to Pelosi's husband.
got in an accident, crashed, got a DUI. I'm curious as to see what he will get compared to the average everyday American. The average everyday American probably goes to jail. Do you think Pelosi... So as we start breaking down some of the information that we have, I decided I was going to grab all the different reports. I was just going to start walking through them. I mean, we, we have Gableman in, in Wisconsin. We have the Mesa County reports. You, you have an investigation by the DA in Mesa County who justifies not deep diving into those reports because the first two did not, not talk about any sort of criminal activity. So I went back and read it after I listened to, to uh, DA uh, Dan Rubenstein. And I'm like, okay, well, he said that there's no criminal activity that was, um, that was stated in the first report and the second report. And for those of you that don't know, there's three reports, three Mesa County reports. There's an investigative report that's your interim report that came from the special counsel for Gableman in Wisconsin. Then you have the reports that came out of Cyber Ninja's recommendations and the forensic audit that came out of Maricopa County. Then you have the information that came out of Michigan, the first one that came out of Antrim County, and the massive amount of information, including the video that shows that they could literally manufacture votes inside the machine. I look at all this and I, I can't help but go back to 2020 when I created this graph. Mr. Producer, do you have that graph by any chance? Can you pull that up by any chance at some point? The graph that you made, the diagram? Yeah, just pull that up. We, we, you know, I built this report way back when, excuse me, this diagram way back when I just wanted to simplify it. And the whole idea of simplifying it was, can I just show you here? It is on the screen. Can I just show you how they stole the election in 2020? And, you know, I, I outlined in this, what you would need in order to be able to go back and why the system shut down and why it came back up. And I did it with their own information. I took the information directly from Dominion voting systems, all the information that was out there. And I built this diagram of here's how they stole the election in 2020. And if you, if you notice, it all starts in stealing the election with absentee or mail-in ballots. It all starts. If you look at the very middle, it says absentee ballots, goes to scan the envelope for barcodes. It goes into the, what I call adjudication one, which is actually just your signature verification. It can be done manually or through uh, automation. And then from there, you inspect the signature. What they did in nearly every state, they turned down the sensitivity on, on signatures. And so as people got into this, go ahead and take it down for a second, Mr. Producer. As people got into the um, election, it, they, they, were, they were doing audits and looking at signatures and people would say, hey, these signatures don't match. Hey, these signatures are the same. Hey, these signatures are the same on 500, 200, 300 different envelopes. And if you remember when they were doing that, that count, that recount in Georgia, they were told by the person watching, that's not what you're here to do. You're just here to, to solve this issue. You're just here to count these ballots. And when the ballots did not, when they didn't match, they went ahead and said, okay, here's some more ballots. Just use these to get to the rest. They were spoiled ballots. It, no, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the massive number of reports that are out there. They just say it's all been debunked. And as we started getting into the 2000 mules, as soon as 2000 mules came out and it was the other part of the absentee ballots, the, the, the fraudulent ballots that they could just manufacture from anywhere. As soon as you got into that, I said, there's no way this is going to go any further than nothing to see here. And like clockwork, Hari Hursty, the guy that bluffed or miffed the uh, deal in New Hampshire, where they knew that there was fraud there as well. He comes out and says, well, you know what they used? They used cell phone, cell phone GPS data. And it's actually, it's not accurate to within five, 500 feet, or actually he said a hundred feet or worse to myself, this is a guy that says that he's agnostic, that he's sitting on the sidelines and he's only cares about, you know, the truth yet that he hasn't spoken truth since the second he got into this entire system. They, they have just implanted and pushed people in and said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to satisfy your thirst. They, they know that the thirst for him is money. 
So I'm going to let him just spew a bunch of stuff. And that lie went all the way around the world before the truth had an opportunity to even be fixed. And here we are. Some people say, Joe, you're, you're a little down. I'm not down at all. I want, to, I want to walk through this systematically. I want you to see what it is that we're dealing with. Start with the reports. We'll just start there. And then from there, I'll actually put back up the diagram because I'm going to walk through this really quick again for, for all the people in the back of the room that have trouble hearing. I'm going to walk through this. So once you cure and you go through the curing, the right to cure of a signature on the ballot, or excuse me, on the envelope, once it's cured or not cured, it has to find a way to uh, to directly connect with something. Voter registration validation. Now we're, we've we've found we we now know that they had access to that nonprofits could just could you know get access to voter information in every state, right? The Eric system, and then you have the CLT CTCL. Yeah, sorry. But they had access to the information. So you have voter registration validation, which is typically like a, you know, you could a request form, or you could make it off the driver's license. So they would it would match those. So they didn't match. In in any of the, and so that was then sent down to verified, right? And then when you go to verified, the first part where you could actually create ballots is in in the first piece in the. Go ahead and put it back up, Mr. Producer. In the first piece related to the signature, the second part was how do I manufacture fake ballots or phantom ballots? So we all saw the videos of them bringing ballots in the middle of the night. We all saw that at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, we saw them systematically across the entire nation shut down voting. You know, people ask, what is that equated to? And I would say, well, listen, they, they knew that they were in trouble. That I believe that the, the popularity of President Trump was so vast in this nation because we are hurting so much that they have taken so much away from the American people and made us slaves that a vast majority of Hispanics, blacks, whites, Asians, it didn't matter. They all saw it the same way that the people in positions of power and authority have literally have a bloodthirst for taking more from us. We can never make enough. And so we, we look at this and we go, okay, I, I got it. We, we're going to, we're going to vote for president Trump because the last four years he's put his money where his mouth is. He's given away his entire salary as president, given it back to different charities like that while he's still working 23 out of 24 hours a day. He lost over a billion dollars in value, personal wealth. And stood up for the American people because he didn't need any of this. And then we, we, we look at the fact that he had 74 million votes. And we look at the guy in the, that was at the, that is in the white house now occupying the white house and he got 81 million votes. Well, so let's put those two together and just, can I, can I do the math? 81 and 74 is 155 million votes. In 2022, Mr. Producer, let's put this up here. I'm going to go back to that diagram in a minute. But in 2022, I put this up from uh, status status.com. So that's the one I put up on uh, a 337. That link, if you can put that up on the screen. How many voters were there registered in 2020? 168 million votes voters. So in the 2020 election, if you'll notice in the, the 2018, two years earlier, it was 153 million, 15 million more registered in, in 2020. So 155 or 92.2% .2 of the people that registered to vote voted in the 2020 election. And you would say, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. 92%. 92% of the people that voted. So I've been doing all this math going back through this and saying, okay, how many votes do they now have going into 2022? Care to guess? Are you ready for this? And turn you. In 2022, they're predicting that there will be 213 million registered voters in the United States. Mr. Producer, does that make sense to you? 50 million more votes? Not really. 50 million more votes. They're saying that in 20, I mean, look, I'm telling you right now, this, this, is, this is what we're dealing with right now. 
In 2022, we will have 213 million registered voters. And, and I went through and looked at the numbers, 213 million, and they justify it by saying the percentage of voters that are voting. And Mr. Producer, I put that up there as well. Did you get that, that one link for Which that? Um, the one that had all of the different votes, the voters for um, uh, to get to the 213 million. Do you have that? Is that the you same link? That. It's a different link. Let me see if I can find it really quick. In the meantime, I want to go through and play a couple things. We, we have a... We have a, a cut, and this is one of the, the things that came out of that came specifically out of um, New Mexico. And so we're going to play this cut. This is Aaron Clements talking about um, the audit in and Dominion okay, voting systems so out of uh, New Mexico. Let's go ahead and play B7. I need to do an ad read really quick. So, so this show is brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you. If you're connected, if you're concerned about privacy of your identity, using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. When you you can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. It's important to use the slash daily. ipvanish.com slash daily. And use promo code daily to save 70% as a conservative daily podcast listener. Um, I also want to tell you that um, if you use ipvanish and you have the, the VPN working when you're in and you try to unlock your car or do things like that, it will not work. You have to disconnect it because the car... The phone itself uses both the IMEI and the IP address collectively to validate who you are. So it will not work if you do not use, if you, if you don't turn it off in some instances. I figured I'd, I'd say that because I've learned that the hard way. Okay, so here's something else that's very disturbing that most people don't know. David did touch on it. Um, but this is the slot where you feed, after you've filled out your, your ballot, you feed it into there. And this, there's, a, there's a scanner, a duplex scanner, that makes an image of both sides and tabulates your ballot. Well, this function, is, it also has a printer incorporated into that exact same slot where you, that tabulates the ballots. And, and the printer function is, is if you have a person who's visually or aud audibly disabled, I guess, probably just visually, but they, they put on these headphones and they, ha they have like a joystick and they can fill out a ballot just listening to the, the prompts. And you put a blank ballot in here, the, the machine prints on it, it's supposed to be sent back out so that it can be checked and then it, and then it gets put in again to be tabulated. Well, what if, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just a function of logic that it goes in, it prints, it comes back out, and then it switches modes, and now it's a scanner. Because you could program whatever, have that thing do whatever you want. And this came up, there was in 2019, a year before the 2020 election, a New York Board of Elections, New York State Board of Elections, um, looked at their tabulator and they said, why is this feature incorporated into the same thing that tabulates the votes? Because if you had mal malicious software on there, you could program it if you have undervotes to go ahead and fill out something for the, for the voter. If you um, had too many for a certain candidate, you could double vote it so that it goes away, it becomes an overvote, and that vote doesn't count. And so they went to, they actually went to the trouble of um, talking to the, the auditing company in Dominion. They said, you know, is it possible that this could be subverted? if we had malicious software anywhere on the system and they said, well, yeah, it's possible, but if you do it the way, if you use it the way we tell you to, it won't happen. But then now we know that 
the username and password is the same for every tabulator in the state. We know maybe they're remotely accessible. We heard Democrats talk about how absolutely vulnerable they are. So is it possible to have malicious software on here that could print on your ballot? Yes, absolutely. And something that happened in 2020 um, across the state um, where election workers would be feeding ballots into the tabulator and they would reverse and then they would just stick them back in and they and then they would accept it the second or third time. So that reversal could very well have been the printer was printing, sending it back out like it's supposed to do and then they put it back in but nobody noticed that votes were being changed. So this is something that's possible. Um, we saw very large reversal rates like as high as 70% in some counties across the country. Um, so this is this is absolutely should not be incorporated into our tabulators. Well, I mean, it, you have the ability to, to mid-air. So let's go back to the document that I put up that I did in, um, that I did on the, the, in December of 2020 that was presented in January of 2020. Let's put it back up again. So I talked about the fact that you'd have fake and phantom ballots. Now, the reason why this is important, and I'm going back to this, is because nobody said that what I put up there is not true. And keep in mind, I only had limited amounts of information and lim limited amount of time to do the math, to compress all this information together. So the second part of this, and I call them the big cons, small cons, because we know the Ruby Freemans and the people that came out of Georgia, and we're talking about the guy that delivered ballots from by the way, these are affidavits, 5,000 of them, that delivered ballots from uh, New York down to Pennsylvania in the middle of the night. We talk about the things that happened at the, in, in Michigan. And we, we look at ballots being delivered everywhere. We talk about the, the shredder trucks that showed up right after the election to pick up stuff with a shredder truck that was found in Georgia that was filled with ballots that was handed over to the FBI. All of this stuff happened. These are all real events that happened. And you'd say... Those are small cons and big cons. We sit over here and we're, we're running through the leaky toilet. You remember the leaky toilet in Georgia? There was a leaky toilet. Well, it turns out that they said that it flooded and that's why they stopped counting. But that's not true. It's just not true. So we just count the number of lies that they continually tell and we put together all of the maps of what happened in, in at Dominion and it's you figure out where they actually, where it broke down. We talk about the, the envelope. So if you look at the very bottom, there's a three next to the envelope. We know that 15 days before the election, the envelopes are separated from the ballots. But then they don't ever come back and nobody ever gets access to or, or even you know, thought about going through and counting the envelopes. That was never something they gave anybody access to. And in many cases, like in, in Maricopa County, those, those ballot envelopes went away completely. So if you, look at the, if you look over here at the fake ballots and phantom ballots, it has to go into the tabulation machine. So when it goes in the tabulation machine, and this is where we saw extremely high adjudication rates. So I would just ask you a simple question. What, why is there no curiosity to the adjudication rates not staying underneath the 5% that were promised? That 5% is really, really high. But I'm talking about 25, 30, 50, 80, 70, I mean, huge percentages of ballots that had to go through the adjudication process. And if you want to know what the adjudication process is, it's really simple. It's the place by which they actually look at voter intent. One is intent of the signature, making sure it matches. And the second of which is, is voter intent. So if I'm able to collect fake ballots or, or, or feed fake ballots into the system, if I'm able to do that, I'm able to feed those ballots into the system and and they're fake. I mean, they're 100% fake. They're, they're ballots that, I, that were on paper. They were just printed over here with a, with a, you know, a mail ballot printer, you know, a, something you can just bring with you. And by the way, this does happen because sometimes people don't have their ballots or they need a ballot or need a replacement ballot. So they actually have the ability to print ballots. But if I had a stack of 20,000, 50,000, 100,000, and I have mules that are running ballots that never made it to anybody's house, that they just were able to stack stack up over here and have somebody fill them out and then take them in and drop them off. I have all sorts of things going on at the same time. All these, all these theft of ballots and theft, theft of the voice of the American people happening everywhere. <clears throat> but if I had a bunch of ballots, I still, at that point, because remember, it has to be verified. So you have, to, you have the system that verifies the, the signature. But if you have fake ballots that are created, it never went through that verification process. 
it never it never went through that system. So when it goes in the tabulation system, you, you have to have it somewhere along the line tied back to a voter. So as you put it in there and it's adjudicated, determines a good count, still doesn't have to a voter. So remember when all the systems came down? They call it the Edison Zero. There was a time at which in all 50 states it literally zeroed it out and brought it back up and said, okay, now Biden has another two and a half million votes. I mean, I, I'm just making the number up as a, a it, it was a significant number of ballots, and then Trump's ballot count dropped in multiple states. So that's called the Edison Zero. That's when they just turned everything off. So at that point, in order for them to verify what people have voted and verify who haven't voted, you'd have to have access to some sort of voter registration system. Now, the reason why this becomes important is because if you look at what happened in Antrim County, if you look at what happened in Maricopa County, if you look at what happened in Mesa County, there are some similarities between those systems inside Dominion voting systems that people have a hard time being able to explain them away, explain it away. You can't explain it away. Number one, the thing you can't explain away is why are there separate, why is, why do they run a SQL database on the system? It's not a part of the election system, so why is it there? Why are there separate databases that are on the computer that are not a part of the election system that was certified? That happened in Mesa County. And I'm going to show you some stuff in Maricopa County, which leads me to believe that. Why is it that they were able to set the limits of the, the uh, uh, log files so that it was non-existent? It would override itself. Why, why did that happen? Why did it happen in every scenario that Dominion Voting Systems had in their deal? And they said, or ha had in, within their system. Why did that happen? Why, why was the, the log files for even the antivirus, why was that set at, a, set at a place that it would overwrite or not keep any of the information? Why was it deleted? Sometimes manually, sometimes on, in an automated way. Why did that happen? Well, I would tell you, again, I want to go back to this. If you were able to, if you were able to erase all the logs, then even if it was an a, you know an executable inside the system, even if it was something that was access or they remotely did, you would never know because you have no way of tracking it back. There is absolutely no forensic trail that leads back to that action. And this is why when we get into the, the stuff in Mesa, which was, I think, the deeper dive that would happen in Antrim County, but the similarities between the two are eerie. And we look at what happened in Maricopa County and the fact that they came to the same conclusions. And so I'm going to show you some of those conclusions, but put, put it back up if you would, Mr. Producer. Just want to get, get to this. When I talk about the adjudication process and determining intent, if you're able to have those, that are, those, those ballots that are in the system, and the only thing that is missing is assigning those to a specific voter, something comes down, at that point, you already know who voted. You know who voted in person. What you don't know is who didn't vote. And so by having access to that information, which everyone had free access to, you could assign a person to that particular ballot. And, they, and, and we've had people on the, in the Senate and Fox News and all these guys that have said, well, it, you know, the, the, there's not widespread fraud or, hey, you know, there wasn't dead people that voted in the election. Well, that's just not true. And we look no further than well in Wisconsin where an entire home filled with people who did not have the mental capacity to vote, all voted. And you'd say, well, how did that happen? And they searched for a person. They searched for a person there and said, well, they must have, they must have done this. Because it's easier to assign it to a person than to show the vulnerabilities of the election systems themselves. But the reality of it is designed to voice. And it all starts with mail-in ballots, all of it. 100% of it starts with mail-in ballots. 100% of it, 100% of our problem is mail-in ballots. There's no chain of custody. I can recreate them because the machine is designed to do it. You're relying on the fact that people are going to be honest. Well, one of the things that the 2000 mules pointed out, I think very succinctly, very succinctly, is that there, there's a lot of bad people with bad intent. And so we're supposed to trust. As Americans, we're supposed to 
we're dealing with right now. Look at with right high inflation. Gas prices that are nearly triple what they were in November of 2020. Let's talk about crime. Mass killings that 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 we can't explain that, that, that the police do not go in and stop the madman. And we talk about Uvalde. Look, the amount of problems that we're going through today, and by the way, they, they're telling us that that's what's going to happen to us, that we're going to have a more painful, it's going to be more painful in the future. But, but for them, it's only painful for us because they want to punish us because the reality of it is they know how the election went. And my guess is there's 25 million or more votes that were manufactured in the election in 2020. And you would say, Joe, that's a lot. And I would tell you that I think that I'm probably underestimating how many. But at the end of the day, we never take time to sit down and look at the similarities between the systems in different states. We allow them to whitewash the system. So but before we go um, into the, the details of this, um, Mr. Producer, I of Dominion Voting Machines flaws su fines. By the way, this came on the this came on the tail end of CNN's article. So CNN put an article out, and then what did Washington Post do? They did the same thing. And as you as you walk through the information, Mr. Producer, did you find it? Uh, yeah, I'm bringing it. In. Oh, okay. As you walk through the information in this report, and, and this, I understand this is like watching paint dry. But this is not exactly like, oh, you know, let's, let's talk about the, the things having to do with what CISA says and break it down on a, on a you know, minute level. But so, frankly, if, if they're putting a big blanket over it and saying there's nothing to see here, then we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice but to break it down and say, listen, and, and I, want, I want to point something out that they keep saying in here. This, this, this should pretty much show you that they're just, they're just making stuff. They literally just make it up. CISA comes out and says, ah, there's nothing to see here. So I'm really excited to, to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a, it's a big one. Listeners can get $150 bonus when you open, um, open, open up an, an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. And remember, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is the same one that had a board of people that said it was the safest and fairest election in U.S. history. Now, we, we've been able to, every single state that people have stood up and been curious about, said, hey, what's going on? We found massive fraud. The federal government has found, let me just read this to you. The federal government has found no evidence that flaws in Dominion voting machines have ever been exploited, including the 2020 election, according to Executive Director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. CISA, an arm of the Department of Homeland Security, has notified election officials in more than a dozen states the use that, that use the machines, the several vulnerabilities and mitigation measures that would aid in detection or prevention of an attempt to exploit these vulnerabilities. So they're saying is there is vulnerability, but it's never happened. The move marks the first time CISA has run voting machine flaws through its vulnerability disclosure program, which since, which since 2019 has examined and disclosed hundreds of vulnerabilities in commercial and industrial systems that have been verified by researchers around the world. The results were tainted by machines that were manipulated. While election officials, including Georgia's Republican Secretary of State and Governor, insisted there was no evidence of breaches or altered results. Okay, so let me explain something to you. Ready? 
out of Georgia has 60,000 volunteers. 60,000 volunteers. Care to care to remember what how many votes she got for the primary? She has 60,000 volunteers. Now they 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 did this I think the right way. Conceding. 60,000 volunteers. Guess how many votes she had in the election in the Georgia primary? Any guess? 41,000. 41,000. Yeah, so by the way, somebody just said crazy hearing in Arizona can't start because leftists in the areas are mad about 2,000 mules, so they're stalling and trying to advance gun control. This is true. This is what's happening in Arizona, by the way. And it, it, I guess we're having glitches. Mr. Producer, are we having glitches? You're fine right now. Uh, just every once in a while, it, it lagged for a few seconds. Right now, you're golden. We got to figure out a way to fix that. We got to figure out a way to fix it. Um, so as you get further into this, this uh, article, you, uh, there are nine flaws affecting the versions of the machine called the Crew Suite, Suite Image Cast X, according to the copy of the advisors prepared by CISA and obtained by the Washington Post. The Image Cast X allows voters to mark their candidate's choice on a touchscreen and then produce a paper record, as well as cast... As, as was the case in Georgia. It can also be used as a paperless electronic voting machine. The flaws, many of which are highly technical and most, mostly stem from machines designed as opposed to coding errors, generally require an attacker to have physical access to the devices and or equipment using to manage the election. So what they're saying is, now keep in mind, the entire time, yes, 40,000 votes, by the way, 40,000 votes is what, what Candace Taylor got. She had 60,000 volunteers. She got 40,000 votes. You still think the assistants are safe? Okay. So the, the reason why they're putting these articles together, the Washington Post and CNN coming out with what they're coming out with, is because the, the Alderman report coming out of Georgia is going to be released, showing the vulnerabilities of Dominion voting systems. That's, that's going to be released. That is going to create a firestorm. So just in perfect form with the mainstream media, they come ahead of that and they say, hey, look, we have no evidence that vulnerabilities have been exploited. Now, let me read this part to you. So th this says, we have no evidence that the vulnerabilities have been exploited, no evidence they affected any election result. No evidence. But how do you have evidence if you won't actually look into it and you say it's the safest election in U.S. history? How do you do that? Now, we, we know the elections were stolen in 2020. We know that they were stolen. We don't think it was just stolen on one level. It was stolen on multiple levels. But every single person that has stood up and said that the election was compromised has been told they're a conspiracy theory. Every single person. They've had their families threatened. Their livelihoods taken away. Even the information about coming clean about Eric Coomer, I got to tell you, it, it, it drives me crazy it drives me absolutely crazy to, to look at this and go, these are good men and women who have literally given up to protect people who frankly will never say thank you. And all we care about is truth. And they keep saying, I keep cutting in and out. So I don't, I don't know how to fix this problem, Mr. Producer. I don't, I don't know how to fix it. Right now you're, you're okay. fine. The choppiness isn't right now. It's fine. I'll tell you if it uh, if it cuts out and it interrupts you. I I just I don't know with one gigabyte of service here how I cannot be able to connect with the internet. Yeah, I just I can't I can't understand it. So I apologize to everyone. So if we go through and look at the, you know the the we'll 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 start with the the information that comes out of every state. I'm just going to grab a little bit from everyone. So Mr. Producer, put up B9 if you would. This is the voter GA in Georgia. And, you know, this is, uh, this is unbelievable. This is a fruitation of Georgia Secretary of State Raffberger's false election claims. On January 6, 2021, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Roethlisberger wrote to Georgia congressional members, Vice President Pence, and leaders of the U.S. Senate and House claiming that false allegations about the November 3, 2020 general election in Georgia were being made by the president and his allies. Content letter dramatically contradicts findings of the Georgia General Assembly based on extensive firsthand testimony from three hearings. Now, 
I got a chance to read all of this and we're going to go down if we can to page two to produce sure. And it says introductory claims. However, my office has taken multiple steps to confirm that result is accurate, including conducting a hand audit to confirm the results of the presidential contest. So, uh, this is, this is unbelievable. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp's 36 point report and letter for the state election board confirmed that the hand count audit conducted by Fulton County presidential race on November 14, 2015, 2020 was fatally flawed. His report is based on independent G voter GA analysis of the hand count audit results that found the audit contained a 60% batch error rate. 60%. 60. Zero. Seven falsified tally sheets with 850 Biden votes to zero Trump votes. How, how does that happen? I mean... I mean, you, you can, I mean, Bernie Madoff did it. Why don't we do it in our elections? Over 200 duplicate scanned ballots, over 4,000 duplicate reported ballots. It is thought with a 60% error rate, falsified tally sheets and thousands of duplicate votes and the audit results couldn't confirm original election results. A recount requested by President Trump that also confirmed the result. This is all from his letter. The recount request by President Trump as well as the original election were both conducted on a voter system that the U.S. District Court found to be unverifiable to the voter and in violation of Georgia laws. This happened. But see, they, they took the laws in our country and they inconveniently just or conveniently just said, we're not going to follow them. And, and guys, listen, there's so much stuff I want to tell you. I mean, we talk about Georgia. Georgia is one thing. But what about what about what happened in Pennsylvania? What about what happened in New Hampshire? What about ha what happened in Nevada? What about what happened in Texas? We're dealing with these problems all the It's systemic. The issue is the machine's end stop. There's no chain of custody for mail. If you were a bad person, you could infiltrate the system by the tens of millions and no one would know. And the only thing that you would have to have in order to do that is access to people's information that you stole. Oh, but we have that. So I'll put this stuff up there so you can read this report. But this report goes on for 18 pages. Mr. Producer, you can just fly through it a little bit. 18 pages of this report. And it, it doesn't just refute the things that he's saying. It doesn't just refute it. As you, as you go through this, these election claims, it talks directly to and the fact that it filled with falsities, fraud. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. We, we get into the voter GA provides conclusive evidence showing Fulton 2020 elections results were electronically manipulated. This is in on B10. If you'll put that up, there's a press release that walks through all the things that happened in Georgia. I mean, this is 17,724 final certified Fulton votes have no ballot images. How is that possible? How is it possible? Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up the diagram again, just time if we can. Just take that down, put up the diagram. If we can. And if you'll look right here, you have fake ballots, phantom ballots. That's how. You can actually create a ballot that has no image. You can assign it to a voter and tally it into the system. And you don't need a, a I mean, if, you, if I just need to add more votes, remember, there's only 11,000 ballot differences or 11,000 uh, vote difference between Trump and Biden. It, every single time we turn around, they say we're right and you're wrong. Go ahead and take it down. We get into the Mesa report, the Mesa County report. Mr. Producer, we, we have the Mesa County Report of B-16, if you'll put that up, please. In B-16, as we, as we walk through the information in Mesa County, which is Colorado, Colorado is supposed to be fully blue. It's supposed to be fully blue. But as you look at the executive summary of this report, Documents the findings of an examination by tabu of tabulated vote databases based on forensic analysis of the drive image in Mesa County. Colorado Dominion Voting Systems, DVS Electronic Management System, 
Ever. The finding prepared by authors as consultants to the legal team representing Tina Peters, the Mason County Clerk and Recorder, pursuant to her statutory duties as a Mason County Chief Election Official. And if you look through this on page three, it says there were an authorizer's creation of a new, let me just read this part because it was never addressed by Dan Rubenstein. There was an unauthorized creation of new election databases during early voting in the 2020 general election on November on October 21st, 2020 followed by the digital reloading of 20,346 ballot records into the new election databases, making the original voter intent recorded from the ballots unknown. In addition, 5,567 ballots and 58 batches of their digital records copied to the new database. Although the votes from the ballots in those batches were recorded in the main election database. So as you walk through this and you go through the trusted build system, um, you know, Dominion's installation of the trusted build update on the EMS on May 20 of 2021, as ordered by the Colorado Secretary of State, destroyed all data on the EMS hard drive, including the batch and ballot records that evidence the creation of new databases and reproducing of ballot records described in findings one and two above. Again, take it down if you would. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, this is real information from guys that are cybersecurity experts. But these articles that came through with CNN and and uh, the Washington Post makes a lot of assumptions or makes a lot of, of, of claims that there's nothing to see here. Well, if there's nothing to see there, then where did this information come from? And why is it consistent across the board? And every single time we've had the ability to look at the machine, we've found massive problems in the election machines. I, I just want to know. I mean, maybe I'm not the smartest guy. Sean Smith is a, is a white hat cybersecurity expert. It's in the problems inside Dominion. Jeff O'Donnell is the same thing. Jeff O'Donnell is exactly the same thing, has worked on massive systems across the entire nation in big, big companies and the De Department of Defense. But now, somewhere along the line, he is, a, he is a conspiracy theorist. I think this is the problem that I have, is that we're finding ourselves over and over and over and over and over again, having to slow the hole. And then they yell at you and say, oh, you know, that you're just a conspiracy theorist. I think to myself, all right, well, how? Okay, let's have dialogue. But dialogue goes out the door. And why is it, by the way, when we talk about the information in all these states and mr producer may, maybe we just make all of this stuff available put it on a on a in a document and put it out for the world to to go through in one place yeah i can do can that. We get that done yeah i can do that tonight all right so just get all the reports together get all the press releases together from every 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 everything that we have we'll put it in one place but even if you have all the information in one place, we have a massive issue in our country. We have a massive issue in our country. And that massive issue is, is that it's not the radical left that we're fighting. It's leadership that with a weak constitution, they're afraid to be attacked. They're afraid to stand up. They see what's, what's happened to people like me and others. And they're like, I don't want any of that. I don't want to be attacked. I want to, I want to be able to live my life. I want to keep my reputation. Be because the attacks are so brutal and the bullying is so dramatically it's 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 not even something that's that's easy to deal with now it's easy for me to deal with it because i just don't care but most people can't withstand the punishment that comes with standing against tyrannical people and i would take you back to the revolutionary war go all the way back to the revolutionary war and have a conversation about the Revolutionary War specifically, like they, they, they talked badly about those people that stood up for basic rights. They were tyrants. They were, they, were, they were considered the bad people. Just like we're considered the bad people, they were considered the bad people. And all they wanted was to preserve freedom. That's all we want. Not just me. You know, the, the, the people that did the 2,000 mules, they just wanted you to see the truth. That's it. There, there's not a whole lot of, hey, let's just, let's, let's just create this so we can create more chaos. 
I mean, the radical left has done a good job of creating chaos. Leadership in our cup behind. They're ignoring the narratives that are coming out of Uvalde. They're ignoring the narratives of the woman who literally was able to take down the attacker that was spraying bullets at a grad, grad party and with a handgun took him down. And yet all they do is lie. And we don't take the time to call them what they are, which is liars. They are liars. They create lie after lie after lie, and we we swallow it as if it's just it's okay. We'll just yeah, it's no problem. We'll just we'll just let the liars be liars, and yeah, oh, that's not true. That's not strong enough. And we're afraid to stand up and call them what they are. So I look at this and go, all right, I'm going to put some information in front of you. There's there's so much of it. And I'm sitting here trying to, by the way, get all this information out to you, realizing that something is either wrong with Rumble or something is wrong with my feed. Um, so I'm a little distracted by it. So which is why I'm going to put it all in one place. But they want to. They want you to think. They want you to think that this is all just that this just showed up. This no 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 no. It this is all coincidence. I haven't even started talking to you about the math and science. Drazas, uh, PID function and point outcomes. I haven't talked to you about all the information that came up the day that we were in Washington and the teams of people that were breaking down the granularity of how the data goes from Dominion voting systems to the tabulation machines to CIDL, CIDL to uh, Edison, Edison goes to the New York Times and to other places where that information is pushed. We haven't even talked to you about the irregularities there. We have access to massive amounts of information. But here's the problem with the general public. The general public, you have to break it down to a place where it's easy to digest. That's why I built that, I, I built that diagram. It's a really simple diagram because it's easy to, to digest. These are the problems within the system. And guys, let, let me explain something to you. If you can, do not have any sort of control on a mail-in ballot, if you can't verify that the person that actually filled that ballot out was the person that got the ballot, then why would you keep it? And we just digitized again, Mr. Producer. No, you're good right now. Keep going. We literally, it might be just be what's happening on, on uh, um, Rumble. We'll go back to it that... that what we're saying is being heard. We have too much information. We have too much evidence that shows the fraud in the 2020 election. We have all of it. We have all the information that points to the fraud of 2020. All of it. They did the same thing in 2021. They did the same thing in 2022 in the primaries, and they plan on stealing elections at the end of this year mass shootings happening right before an election. Over Memorial Day weekend. I'm sitting here talking about it, telling you that there wasn't 15 mass shootings. There was shootings, and they happened in places like Chicago. But that's not what you get to hear. See, that, that information is conveniently left out of the narrative. No, no, they got to get out there and say, we're going to pass gun control. And then the problem is, is that the left and the right get together and they're talked, uh, taught to talk about one thing. Ready? Compromise. Compromise. Mr. Producer, I have a three-minute video of a young man that could not have said it better myself that's on my Telegram channel. I want to play it. Again. If you can go grab that for me. I put it up a, a couple hours ago. Yeah, it was the most recent video. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've got it. All right, let's go ahead and play it. The right is full of cowards, but the left is just full of sick people. People will go at great lengths to politicize and weaponize a tragedy. I want to address the leftists out there that think this is a gun problem. We've had guns here since the dawn of time, but only in the last 20 years have we had mass shootings. Every single year, it gets more difficult to get a rifle, but every single year, we see more mass shootings. But please explain to me how this is a gun problem and not a mental health problem. And you sick the one that say, how many children need to die before you give up your Second Amendment? 
All of them. Is that what you want to hear? Is that the sound clip you're looking for so you can dunk on the right-wingers? Nobody's out to solve problems anymore. It's all about dunking on the political opposition. To the right-wingers out there saying maybe it is time for gun control. Here's a PSA for everybody that doesn't seem to quite understand the purpose of the Second Amendment. Second Amendment's not for hunting. It's not for the range. It's not for self-defense. Second Amendment is leverage against your government. It's a dead man switch. Purpose of the Second Amendment is to live free or die. To the lefties, oh, you think you stand a chance against the military? No, I don't. I'm not stupid. Push came to shove, an AR-15 is nothing compared to an F-35. If it really came down to it, the first Marine who was a decent shot would probably take me out. But the point is that they would have to take me out, that I will go down swinging. And most people are tired of saying that what happened is an absolute tragedy. When you hear the details of what actually happened in Texas, it's pretty tough to imagine. Even if I thought that abolishing the Second Amendment would somehow stop all school shootings, I still wouldn't do it, because I'm not some emotional single-issue voter. You can't just look at single issues in a vacuum. You have to look at them with respect to everything else. There are more kids die every year sniffing fentanyl than being shot by an AR-15, but you'll fight to keep that southern border open. More Americans die at the hands of illegal immigrants, but you'll fight to keep that southern border open. So are you really about saving lives, or is it just about disarming your political opposition? After JFK, we beefed up security for politicians. After 9-11, we beefed up security at airports. All these tragedies throughout history, and we beef up the security at the places where they occur. Except for schools. There are 380,000 unemployed veterans in the United States. Most of them are working age, but a lot of them have problems because they feel like they don't have a place in society. They don't feel like they have support, and they don't feel like they have a purpose. So maybe instead of sending $40 billion to fund a war on the other side of the world, or spending more money so that children can learn about their teacher's kinks, we could instead put two veterans that are already well-trained in every school that would happily lay down their lives to protect those kids. To me, and for the people, and for the veterans, and for the children, that sounds like a win-win. And to all the fucking British people out there, we don't give a damn what you guys got going on in England. Not one single damn. You gave up your guns and the government hasn't turned on you? Wow, that's because you're a domino and we are the first domino. American right-wingers are the only thing keeping the entire world in check. Maybe you can discuss that over your next tea and biscuits. I forgot to mention all the people saying this is a Republican problem because they're all in the back pockets of the gun lobby. First of all, the gun lobby's broke. And second, all those people crying about the gun lobby won't say a word about what Big Pharma is doing to young people in America. So to all the anti-gun people, you're a liar and a coward and you don't actually care about children. And to the few real men left out there in Western society, stay hard. Well, I gotta tell you, that, that pretty much sums it up. Now, we're, we're out of time, but I, but I want you guys to know something. Um, th there's a ton of information. I want to do like a two or three hour show on this and literally just break it down one by one. I'll do it when I'm back in the studio. Um, for those of you that had to put up with, uh, breaks in the audio, uh, I'm sorry. Um, yep, there we go. I it, just did it again, but we'll, we'll figure out a way to fix it. Um, we'll figure out a way to fix it. <sighs> well, I tell you that, um, we are we are headed towards a place where we're going to have to make a decision here very quickly. And I'm just going to ask you if you're willing to make that decision. And the decision is this. One, when are you going to be willing to stand up? When they Once they take away our guns, they take away the ability for us to have leverage. You just heard it said. It had nothing to do with hunting. It had nothing to do with protecting yourself. It has to do with the balance against the tyrannical government. Well, what are we dealing with now? Government that we're dealing with right now? And they're actively talking about taking away your Second Amendment rights. They're, they're, they're saying it as, as boldly as they possibly can. We're going to take away your Second Amendment rights. So are you going to sit back and watch that happen? Or are you going to stand up and do something about it? I mean, it, and, and I'm not telling you that it has to be violent. I'm telling the equilibrium that you have to have access to guns. And they want to take it away. And in Canada, they just, they just literally said they're going to take it away. And those elections have been stolen. And in the middle of all of this, the thing that we keep coming back to is dominion voting system. Yes. We keep back to a system that is fraudulently designed to steal your vote. And every single time that we come out and we talk about it, and every time even 2,000 mules are saying there's nothing to see here, we've debunked it. They've debunked nothing. Nothing. They've debunked nothing. All the evidence is there. To the case, I'll tell you right now, they have stolen your voice. You have no voice, which makes you a slave. You are a slave. 
So if you, if you can't see what they're doing to this country and what they're doing around the world, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help incidents. They didn't turn a, it's not like the economy turned a light switch off and just decided to plummet the second that Biden stepped into office. And if you, if you look no further than what Obama did, he took office and the market dropped like a rock. That wasn't a mistake then either. So you, you have to wake up. You have to wake up and you have to start looking at this as for what it is. These people want to destroy who you are. They want to destroy this nation. They hate you. Maybe that'll make it easier for you to come to the realization that we need to set aside our pettiness and actually get to doing things collectively together and standing up against these clowns. All right, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like us, um, share. And uh, Mr. Producer, we go live through p.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, we go on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. You can also listen to us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there and give us a five-star review and share it with someone that needs to hear it. Um, when you, you, if you need it, when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and uh, subscribe to our newsletter. You can get the links in the description below. Um, you can follow us on Truth Social. You can follow us on Telegram. I think by now you probably know it's at Joe Oldman and at Ash in America and at Conservative Daily. Um, just go check us out in those places as well. And become a member. So you can go there at conservative-daily.com and go become a member for as little as $10 and support the show. Um, I know this has been kind of a hangover weekend because it's Memorial Day weekend, meaning that you know we're just now getting back into the swing of things. I want to just remind you that Memorial Day is a day where it's a somber reminder of the people that have sacrificed their lives. They've given up their life in service of you, service of this nation. And so when they're doing the things that they're doing to our military, which by the way, makes them unsafer, uns more unsafe, when, when, when they're doing the things they're doing in our country in order to strip us of our rights, if we don't now, the body count to protect this nation is gonna go up dramatically. It is. It's something I hope would never have never happen. But somewhere along the line, when you create global chaos, when you create, create this much strife, there's usually a lot of bodies that follow it. Just look back in history. So I'm just telling you that we have to make a decision now. All we have to do is get in the gap and do our part. And if we do that, we'll be fine. But it's going to take it's going to take some focus on our part. You being uncomfortable and making it more about what the future lies for our children and grandchildren don't know than it is about ourselves. Uh, so that's it of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman, and uh, I got to tell you that the fight is not won, and we will have to. We will have to stand up collectively together if we, if we, if we want to take back this nation.